This episode of the Meme Factory podcast is sponsored by Simply Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin-only daily show. Check them out at youtube.com slash simplybitcoin. And we are sponsored by CryptoCloaks. CryptoCloaks strives for quality products and innovative solutions for your Bitcoin signing devices and Bitcoin nodes. Check out the Yellow Edition MK4 cold card case at CryptoCloaks.com. Enjoy the show. Oh my God, we're live. Hey. (laughs) All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome in. You made it to another episode of the Meme Factory Stream Test. This is stream test number 116. And this evening, we are joined by none other than Frito 2X himself. Frito, say hi. Hey, Meme Factory. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Our pleasure. Now, uh... You've not been on the show before, and I know you're an avid watcher and listener, but we're going to go over some idiosyncrasies here real quick. Number one is that our main sponsor requires the guests to do the ad copy read every week. Um, so we've sent that to your DM, into your DMs, pull it up at your convenience and rip through it. And then after that, we're going to go go ahead and uh, get your sandwich order from Becca. Okay. All right. On it up here. On you. <clears throat> Hello, citizens. Are you tired of living under constant surveillance with Big Brother's watchful eyes following your every move? Feeling helpless? Well, worry no more. Are you tired of the boot in your face? Well, lace them up on your feet instead. Join the ranks of those who not only walk in the boots, but also carry the baton, the shield, and the all-seeing eye. Imagine a world where you're not just another cog in the machine, but the one oiling the gears, tightening the screws, and yes, monitoring the other cogs. (laughs) <laughs> become a guardian of peace, a sentinel of stability, a purveyor of truth. In a world of double think, be the thinker. In a land of newspeak, be the speaker. And in a realm where ignorance is strength, be the muscle. Sign up today and step into a future where you're not just subject to control. You are the control. Embrace the unity of thought, the purity of conformity, and the bliss of total surveillance. After all, freedom is slavery, and you, my friend, will be the freest of them all. Join us, because who wouldn't want to be on the winning side of history, the side with the boots, the batons, and the unblinking eyes of justice? Remember, war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. See you on the other side. You know, that was a great PS. Everyone <laughs> that was awesome. puts out something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Let's, it's a little uh, too real, really. Well, you know, yeah. so many Bitcoiners are, are joining that other side these days, you know, really getting mm-hmm. wearing the boots and putting them on people's faces. It's well, disgusting, what if, frankly. What if it, approves? It's disgusting. Yeah. It's quite gross. Yeah. But, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's shift this over uh, and see what she's got prepared for you today, Frito. Okay, let's see. I have a new setup, so I'm not too sure if this is going to work. Okay, can you see? I have to slide back more. Okay, I have three specials for you this week. So the first one is the Forgerer Sammy. 
So it's expired and backdated sandwich meat and it's spread in between lies. It's guaranteed to make your stomach turn and it comes with a bottle of red wine. And oh, our is next it on trial right now? Yes, it is. 30 day trial. <laughs> so our second sandwich, it's a tribute to the greatest UK journalist that's ever existed. A real like shiny light of our generation, the Humpty Dumpty. So it's pigeon brain pate that's fried in seed oils and it's guaranteed to blow holes in your pants and it comes with a worn out Metallica t-shirt and our house special, <laughs> our house special yellows don't stop believing steak Sammy it's been marinated in Red Bull for 822 days and yellows having a pizza party this week with no <laughs> that's really cool. Good so work. thank you. So these are the specials, one or all, if you're that risky. What am I supposed to do now? You're supposed to pick one. Ellen, what you want to eat, dude? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the forgers. Okay, excellent. Um, I'll have a uh, Craig Wright send that right over to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. You should auction that off. That's really cool. <laughs> Auction off my whiteboard. That's there. actually not a bad, uh, yeah, not a bad idea. All right, so Frito, give us a uh, the elevator pitch of what uh, what exactly it is you do in the uh, the Bitcoin space here. Um, not much. I have a periodic show with our friend Elsie Hoddle, and. We've been doing this thing where we try every other week, not so great lately, but we try to get together and bounce ideas off of each other. And he's kind of a a filter, an interesting filter for things that go through my mind. And uh, it's always fun to see, you know, how he responds when I try to trigger him about things. Um, but other than that, in Bitcoin, I don't really do anything. Um, you know, I had been on a few shows with people we know and um i did some writing but i haven't written anything lately and honestly i'm just kind of laying back right now because the whole scene has made me a little sad <laughs> and i'm tired of shouting into the void so i just kind of watch and try to see what's going on um but i'm not really too involved right now other than that really can you can you reference what makes you sad in the scene um misdirected toxicity i think I think I that know. there's a lot of things going on that are really bad. And most people and influencers kind of don't really focus on that. And what ends up happening in these lulls in the market, right? We're, I guess you could argue we're in a bull market, but really we're just kind of in like this downtime for a few years and Bitcoiners just start attacking each other. So like when I say stuff, it's almost like the people who think the most like me are the ones that would attack me over it. And nobody else really pays attention. Um, yeah. where our toxicity really should be directed at, like, for example, there's like this corporate trope where thank God for the devs, the devs are bringing necessary change and upgrades to the Bitcoin protocol to improve it. And I think that that's really dangerous. And I, I just don't see us really directing enough toxicity at things like that, that, you know, if, if we're all rooting for this set of rules that can't be broken and that's the thing that saves us yet we keep kind of changing the protocol that, you know, then is our hard sound money as sound as we think. And, you know, I'm Bitcoin's like this evolving organism. 
And I think that when I look at the world through a Bitcoin lens, I'm kind of like looking at the world through like a sound money lens. But if Bitcoin keeps changing subtly, it's almost like it's not one thing. And it's almost just like this, this idea that I have in my head, but I'm don't, I'm still, I'm struggling to know exactly what it is or what it's going to be. And it's almost like the idea where me and Elsie were arguing about America, where America is like this set of ideals. And when you stand up and you do the Pledge of Allegiance, like, what are you really pledging to? And it's a little vague. And I think Bitcoin's a little vague in my head right now. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of taking a step back and observing, I think. I feel what you're saying where it's a little sad when people are <laughs> aggravating or agitating, sorry, agitating to change things about Bitcoin that don't necessarily need to be changed. But I also, I feel like it's cyclical at this point with each new cohort of Bitcoiners that come on board, like everybody has to learn that lesson again. And I don't, I don't know that you can escape the cyclical nature of humans making the same mistakes over and over again, especially when they're quote unquote new to a, uh, to a technology or a paradigm or a set of thoughts. All I heard was Frito's upset with the, the, the bear market rules that let's not forget yellow put in place. Okay. So if you have any complaints, please take, I, didn't, the I didn't put them, I didn't put them in place. It's like something that we do. Um, isn't isn't like the contrast. Sorry, yellow. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, isn't, isn't it like also like a huge contrast on, what you see in Twitter versus like when you're talking to Bitcoiners either in DMs or like at conferences and stuff because then it's all like when you're with like-minded people and you're not like Twitter just confronts you the whole time with normie behavior and normie news right so we're constantly triggered where we're reposting all the stupidity we see and we get really toxic and it becomes like this this fighting brawl and you get all this toxicity I think you're talking about but Honestly, like I, I just literally just finished listening to a to a podcast again, and uh, it's it's just so super. Like I, that's what I get energized from, you know. Like just the the, the Bitcoiners amongst themselves talking about how it changed their life and how everybody's getting like super positive, getting new outlooks in life and freedom and stuff. So I don't know. I just see like this huge contrast when I open up Twitter and you see all the infighting and it's always like the, 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 the most toxic or worst toxic guys get like the most airtime and scream the loudest. Right. And we all get sucked into it. Like this whole Putin discussion going on right now too. You know, it's like when you meet Bitcoiners in real life, that's not what the conversation is about. And I, I get like this complete different energy from meeting people in real life versus what you see on Twitter. So I completely agree with you, Frito. It's uh I get a little bit tired of it sometimes too. I just want to turn it off, honestly. I I appreciate toxicity. Like I, I think it's necessary, but uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us just lose track of the war, which is we need sound money. And and we lose track of, you know, the fact that like when they try to add all these like little benefits to it, it's just kind of gimmicky and and then we start getting off into political and you know science quote debates and and then we just kind of like lose track of the the actual goal i think it seems to me that you're tired of uh, bitcoiners and not bitcoin yeah i mean i love the idea of bitcoin i'm not tired of that at all like i think that's the only thing that really matters when we talk about how do we save <laughs> the world um or whatever you know, uh, calling it is that people have or whatever, you know, cause they care about. I, I think Bitcoin is the answer. 
Um, but I'm I'm a little bit pessimistic because I think that the door is open to change it into something else. And I don't I don't think that we're not not you guys, but obviously, but like the community is focused enough on kind of keeping it just being a ledger that keeps track of value. <laughs> and I, I have heard like people like Sailor and Samson talking about that a little bit lately. And I think that's good, but uh, I think that just needs to be kind of like a, a major focus. I just, in my opinion, you know, you uh... so. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was no, no, it, it, I, I, I'm just wondering if he's uh, in favor of changes, recent changes in the code, or like he wants to focus. Like you want to focus. He wants to do more. He wants you to do me, yellow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the whole thing just kind of needs, you know, we use the term ossified. I, I think we need to kind of ossify it so that it just keeps doing what it's doing. You know, it's doing what it needs to do for me. Um, and, and when you go back in history, I guess, like, I, I guess early on in Bitcoin's history, it broke. And they had to change the code <laughs> to kind of like reset it. And that was bad. That was like a long time ago. And then... Mm -hmm. You know, then he had the whole fork wars thing. And, you know, I was cheering for Segwit, right? I, I wanted Segwit to beat Segwit 2X, but it wasn't really a choice between leave it alone and, uh, you know, Segwit. It was like, well, either the corporations win or it's Segwit, you know? So it was almost like I wasn't even thinking about leaving it alone. And I thought that it was necessary to add, you know, uh, the quote upgrade for for Lightning. I, I guess that's debatable. But, but since then, like a lot of the changes... I don't know, like people are arguing, oh, these are major upgrades, but every time you add another angle of attack, the thing that you're storing your life savings in is more at risk. And and now you've got sketchy people with something to say about it, right? You got the ETFs coming in and really promoting this idea of upgrading it. And, and I, I think that's dangerous. Well, it, it is apparent that uh, last question, I, I, I swear, right? Uh, it is apparent that like uh, with the, latest ETFs like going live live and those products like being in, in for the public now and like we're gonna have more and more um powered by normies that are gonna come in in this space uh changes like that. Uh in the end I feel like it's a battle of what you think Bitcoin is. Mm -hmm. Like because I think in in the near future gonna see Bitcoin doing more than that we like uh it does well until now you know so what is Bitcoin to you I guess hmm. I don't know yeah well the, 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 the space definitely is changing I, I I get what you're saying though yeah I mean like we're saying well there's these upgrades is gonna pull normies in but maybe we don't need normies to come in any faster than they were gonna come anyway because they have to eventually you know, it's like the Bitcoin standard stuff of, you know, money value always flows to the strongest money. And I, I think that that's true. I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's just what I think. But um, yeah, I mean, what is Bitcoin? And there's a there was a podcast back 2014, this guy, Paul Boyer, Mad Money Machine. And he was doing this thing where he had all of his guests come on and say in 10 words to find Bitcoin. And I always thought that was interesting because everybody had a different answer. Um, you know, but, but I like Sailor's thing where bitcoin is hope and i mean bitcoin obviously i think is i think sound money is the last hope 
to maintain freedom probably for everybody and, and you know individuality and uh you know uh and and if we don't have sound money then i think this is just going to go to bad places it's just a matter of when and bitcoin's probably the only chance to have that so you know on one hand i think that it's, it's possible that bitcoin breaks and fails but then that makes me really sad because I don't think there is another option, really, right? So it's not like I'm bearish on the idea of Bitcoin. I'm actually very hopeful on the idea of Bitcoin, but because I I really don't think there's anything else out there that that's going to serve that purpose. Frito, can you define Bitcoin in twelve words, ideally from the BIP zero zero three nine list? <laughs> um. Bitcoin is fair money. You already right? failed. You already failed. <laughs> just give me your seed phrase. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I mean, I, I just think money is a tool that that's important, and it's it's being used to steal and disempower people, and you know, fixing that doesn't solve every problem, but it's the base layer probably of solving every problem. So, I, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a fair tool for money. Something like a six-word passphrase plus a twenty-four-word <laughs> phrase. I'm not that yeah. smart, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. What is your uh, what's your fiat profession? I'm a fiat medicine provider. Um, I'm a neurologist, and I only practice sleep medicine. So I I treat like sleep apnea and narcolepsy and things like that, but. You know, I, I I practice with my hands tied in this really shitty system, and every day. Oh my god! Can you help me? Can you help me? <laughs> can you get can you get yellow can you get yellow BiPAP, Frito? Come on. Yeah, probably. probably no, I mean that's like so I, easy, right? I have I have all that plus like agoraphobia, like panic attacks. Like, what do you want? Like, I got I got everything. You wait. You have panic attacks from CPAP machines. I don't know what that is, but like I'm offended. Uh, see, people with sleep apnea—they're smothering themselves constantly, right? So they're they're trying to sleep, and their airways blocked, and they're waking themselves up gasping because they have no air. And the CPAP machines never cause claustrophobia at all because they're literally the gateway to the outside world. They hold you open. And when you talk to patients about it, and they tell you they're claustrophobic, it's actually not that. It's that their provider didn't give them enough air, and they just got to push some buttons so that you know. But there's a lot of people out there that think they're claustrophobic and they can't use it. Okay. But yeah, yeah I mean, if you guys ever want to talk about it, I mean, that stuff's pretty straightforward. It's a lot easier than Bitcoin philosophy. <laughs> what do you but think? The system's of... terrible, right? Like uh, when I started working, right. um, it's like 2008, you know, um, me and my wife both started working around the same time. And we're both making what we're supposed to be good salaries, I guess. And we're living paycheck to paycheck and we, we're not making any savings. And I'm learning that I've got to gamble and I'm going in the stock market and, and, you know, buying 3d printing stocks. That's something me and Phil always talked about. It's kind of funny. <laughs> everybody, everybody won because the stock market's going so up. From Pleb underground, Phil. Coin Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. Coin Icarus. He was nice enough to have me on a podcast, you know, his podcast. It was my first one. And I hope nobody ever listens to it. Cause I just said, you know, like every other sentence and it was really cringy. This is to the point where I called him. I was like, you got to delete that, man. He's like, rabbit, no. <laughs> rabbit hole podcast he has. I can't think of it. There's a full name of it. Oh, fun with Bitcoin he had. Is it fun with Bitcoin? Okay. Yeah, he doesn't do it anymore. I wish he would. It was a Bitcoin Yanowski uh, drawing on the front. He, yeah. he picked it up from time to time. He does. 
but yeah, I enjoy it as well. Um, he's still putting together good content. You guys know it's it's just hard at this time in the market to keep putting out positive content. But uh, you know, I'm really uh, thankful to people like you that still do it. What are your thoughts on melatonin for sleeping? What are your thoughts <laughs> on melatonin for sleeping? Well, since doctors don't make money on it, we don't know any more about it than you do. Yeah. Um, but it's a hormone that you know your brain naturally makes and it can be helpful. And we have a drug that basically does the same thing. But um you want to the the thing that people do wrong with that is they take it too late because you're supposed to take it two hours before bedtime. So if you take it at bedtime, it actually keeps you from sleeping. Whoa. Noted. Noted. <laughs> hmm. You uh you inspired a a meme that I intend to create tomorrow. Um you reminded me of a scene from Spaceballs where Dark Helmet nice. is not getting anything done correctly, right? Everybody around him is failing at what he wants done. He's going, I'm surrounded by assholes, right? <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect Bitcoin meme. Like you could use it as, as a response to just about anything you see on Twitter from the fiat world. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for that. But I also wanted to get your insight into how you were using it because that was interesting. Oh, um, well... I guess I initially I used it like another stock because I had no idea what it was. And, you know, it went from 400 to 1100 and I was sure. feeling really smart. And then it crashed yeah. to like 100 and I was an idiot. And then I forgot about it for a few years, thank God, because I was trying to sell it, but it never, never uh, appreciated in price back to where I bought it from. So I just forgot about it. And then 2017 rolled around and it started going up again. And I realized it wasn't going to die. So, um, from then on, I was using it for store of value and I can say in, a, in, uh, 2014 and 15, I, I spent 20 Bitcoin on Cuban cigars, which weren't that good. <laughs> so it was useful for means of transa transaction internationally for Cubans. But other than that, I, I haven't used it other than to store my time. Right. And it's really useful for that. And I think it'll continue to be, I'm nervous longer term about price, but gosh, I think the next year or two is going to be, uh, they're going to be face melting really. I mean, just the stars are aligning, right? So, you know, and I, and I know better than to talk about price specifically, but man, this is the time of the market. And I mean, this is like 2016, like January, 2016, it was like 400 bucks, right? This, this is that time in the market. Cause I think that, the having dictates the market more than the, you know, the narrative of ETFs and things like that. So Wait, now you mean stock it, to flow didn't drive price. <laughs> stock to flow really is a way of trying to explain what happens after the havings. And, you know, obviously that model can't be trusted, but I, th I think the rationale behind it's real. And I, th I think when he does his charts with the color coding in terms yeah. of, relation to the having i think that does explain things and i i mean i don't know i i think it's just kind of obvious it's going to be bananas in the next couple of years because what happens now uh is when the price goes up all the yuppies that we know that wouldn't buy because it's too dangerous will because now it's more mainstream right so that's a lot of yuppie money about to get unlocked i think now in a totally unrelated question um when you said the dark helmet line i'm surrounded by assholes what were you referencing i said that 
<laughs> totally. On your own podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think it's hilarious you guys listen to that. Um, surrounded by assholes. I forget, man. I don't even remember what I was talking about. What All was right. I talking about, Greg? That's what I'm asking you. I'm, I'm, um, you were talking. Oh, you were talking about AI and robots and jobs. I was, I was just bitching, man. I, I do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, bitch some more. Are, are AI and robots coming from coming for your job? And they come for our jobs? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know anything about it specifically, but it just you can see every job being replaced. And I, I think most of our jobs are already obsolete. I think mine is. I, I think you could program an app to do most of what I do and it just won't be very touchy feely, but the system's not going to pay for touchy feely. I just don't think so. And my rationale for that is when I look around my job, there's so many places where we cut corners. Now there's so many places where we accept less and, and less uh, quality care that to take another step in that direction would not be a big deal. It'd just be like another day. And yeah. if the majority of healthcare costs is paying providers to talk nice to people, and they can just have that for free. I, I I just don't see why they're going to keep paying us. And that goes for like the physical jobs too. I mean, when all the way up to surgeons and factory workers, like I, I don't see why that wouldn't be just be a combination of AI and robots. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I have thoughts. I figured I'd leave it open for these guys if they wanted to. Why? Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I suffocate everybody when I just keep talking. So I, I mean, want to make sure that I'm not. You know, that's like Jeff Booth stuff, right? Deflationary pricing um, is necessary for what's to come in the job market. And then our fiat system makes inflationary pricing that's not uh, going to work with that. And we're just going to head to a bad place. And that that's what I see happening. Cause I don't see that really getting fixed. And I think the lifeboat's not going to be for everybody. I think the lifeboat's just going to be for individuals that are thinking about how to actually escape what's coming. I gotta say, I watched, uh, I watched a video of Jeff Booth recently. He was presenting some to some real estate group and he was talking to everybody. Sorry. Yeah, true. Uh, he was talking about one of the companies he invested with in Ego Death. They're making robots that are like human scale. They're 155 pounds. They can carry 55 pounds. And he's saying like, these things are just going to replace all the wage work. And the only thing in the way right now, like they can already do the job better and faster than most humans. The only problem right now is like battery capacity. And they think in the next three years, the the hourly rate for these things is going to go down from like 120 an hour to $5 an hour. And that is just incredibly disruptive. If you can buy, buy a robot that just needs to be maintained, isn't ever going to make, like, have a sick day is never going to be late to work. It's just going to get the job done. You know, Lowe's home Depot, Walmart, <laughs> all these, all these giant corporations are just going to buy a bunch of these things and bye, 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 bye people. You don't have to pay them anymore. So you're saying that, Depopulation. No, depopulation. no depopulation. That's a different strategy. Those those go hand in hand, though. Yeah, because then that... you won't have the workers like providing tax receipts to the government either. If you just have a bunch of AI bots there. Yeah, but you think about it, it goes hand in hand with what fiat yeah. wants to do. They whenever, want... whenever I think about like AI and robots, personally, I feel like. 
it's a new thing, but it's like an old thing. Yes. It's one of the oldest thing ever. It's slavery again, right? So out of out of nowhere, the modern society is gonna have like a abundant like tool to be used that, that you don't pay, you don't like you you maintain it a little bit and that's it, right? So that frees a lot. Um that provides a lot of options. That also, from the other hand, is going to make uh, a lot of people dependent on uh, governments and like because they, they don't they won't do anything else. Like they gotta, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a weird uh, path we are. I guess who knows. The governments don't need people to pay taxes because they can print the money now. And when the governments have the technology on their side, they won't really need us to do stuff either. So I'm, I'm not really sure they're going to need us to work. Well, they're going to need us from the, from the point of view of like, uh, in order for them to be the ruling class, they have to have a class beneath them. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I think that they're not going to need that many of us. You're right there. I agree with that. That's why I said the first thing I said like was depopulation. So they've got the lower class, um, which is probably 99%, and they're getting their UBI. What? What? Um, hmm. I'm not sure That's what they need people for. That might be why there's kind of a push to like lower population. That's why I think the the play for them is like depopulation with like whoever is like the lower class have them dependent uh, and numb through stuff like uh, what you said, like the UBI stuff. But if they don't need the lower class to provide labor. Why would they want a bunch of dependent people? You're great. Oh, why are you so great, Mr. King? Yeah. I love how you <laughs> take care of me. That's what that's what I did. Maybe. But it'll but it'll just be like for one generation or two. It's not gonna be like for hundreds of years because if you're dependent on the state, then the state gets to dictate all the rules that you live by. You can't have children. If you do, your kid is, you know part of the rainbow society and they're not going to reproduce like that's all these things that the government will use to like manipulate the population to like voluntarily depopulate themselves well i mean it just gets more and more expensive to live so the proposition of having a child under a fiat standard gets more and more and more expensive so these people end up just living in mm -hmm. their pockets with their apple displays yeah living in an alternate reality until it's over collecting and, their and, there's, and there's only gonna there's only always gonna be like opposition to pretty much everything i feel i'm not that like uh of a double game i guess like uh there's always gonna be people that like would tinker with it any kind of technology would find another use case for that technology like um there's there's always gonna be opposition because like that's like human nature no when do we get to the point that AI starts tinkering with itself? We're there. We've been using generative design technology with AI for a decade, dude. Yeah. That's so that's the that's the whole NFT market. Yeah. 
So we headed for the Wally world. Is that what's happening? We all just going to be in floating chairs with screens in front of us and smoothies. <laughs> yeah, we're well on our way there. I'm, I'm already there. Yeah, especially when I see, <laughs> especially when I see people on like the e-scooters, like scooting around. <laughs> Two of them, and they're on their phone. I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting closer. Yeah, I'm busy in the sleep apnea world. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's rampant. Why is it rampant? Uh, when people gain weight, it, it makes it worse. So, you know, as the population gains weight, I get more busy. Um, Fiat proof job is what you're telling me. <laughs> it's either that or selling liquor. I think. I think that's <laughs> or the apple goggles. <laughs> so, how many episodes have you guys done on this show? This is number one sixteen. Wow. That's it. Awesome run. Right. Is this the last one? <laughs> oh, we're done now? Okay. <laughs> when, you, when you get yeah. down to me as a guest, it's a bad sign, man. <laughs> All right. So you probably had the same issue a lot of us have uh, moving in from uh, a fiat mindset into uh, more of a Bitcoin mindset and trying to find signal amongst all of the noise out there how has been your approach to finding more signal real real truth real information in the last few years it is so hard to find truth isn't it like right now some kind of question comes up or if it's political or science and i feel like oh you know what i should look that up and try to find the truth to that and i'll just stop myself and be like well i'm not going to learn the truth by trying to look this up either so it can be hard just to find even what you're looking for. Um, really, for me, I, I just find clarity in looking at the world from a Bitcoin lens. Um, I, I think that just just like, you know, the, the Austrian economics base and you're just like um, trying to look at a, a market or markets that aren't distorted. Um, I think that really brings truth to like what's really going on. So like, for example, if you look at a hospital most people look at a hospital and say, oh, wow, that's really nice. And it's all it's all uh, uh, decorated and they must be really successful. They must do a good job. So I want to go there. But then you realize that Fiat distorted that because they're just living on grants and they could care less about how well they were actually perceived or you know how, how good of a job they really do. And there's a lot of examples like that where you just realize that the the visual is not reality. and And when you break things down, in a real free market, which, you know, Bitcoin's free market money, then, then I think they make more sense. But other than that, like another way I try to make sense of the world is I just don't pay attention to a lot of these other uh, issues or conflicts. You know, I think a lot of it's just theater. And I think a lot of my friends and family get triggered too easy by stuff that really doesn't matter. And it's just meant to distract and trigger people. Um, so, so I, I find signal by just stepping away and observing and just trying to keep thinking like a Bitcoiner, but, but really it's getting harder and harder to find information. And, you know, as you know, like one of the AI things is those, uh, you know, uh, AI videos, the deep fakes, and they've got just 
AI bots in real time talking to you in a perfectly <laughs> gaslighting way. And I, I think people are in trouble um, increasingly as they try to look for signal. Speaking of signal, I uh, I was listening to LC on your pod recently, and uh, he was not providing it. Uh, he said that we <laughs> won't see a Bitcoin as a world reserve asset in our lifetime. Uh, so given that fiat currencies generally have a 50-year lifespan, how stupid is LC? LC is one of the smartest people I know. And to be honest with you, like I really appreciate him kind of keeping me in line and a lot of times I'll go back and I'll listen to my podcast because I've got like a big ego and I'll just listen to myself and I'll I'll catch him like outsmarting me that I didn't realize at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when he says stuff like that about the world reserve, you know, uh, currency, like in my head, I'm like, what's that even mean? You know, it's just like the concept of America or you know, Bitcoin, but it's like, I'm not even quite sure what the definition of that is. I'm, I'm sure there is one, but it's just like, okay, that's, I think in my head, that just means most people are using it. And I know we're really far away from that, but right, maybe it'll happen. I, I mean, I think people will be forced to use it. I just, I don't think it's that most people are using it. So like a work reserve asset just means that it's the underlying value for any given currency, right? So right now it's US treasury bills and gold. Mm. And I have a hard time thinking Bitcoin doesn't replace US treasury bills and gold inside the next well inside my lifetime honestly wait you gonna you believe it's gonna do it or no i absolutely believe it's gonna be the the world reserve asset inside my lifetime yeah what so so it's the really? as, who who's using that as a tool who's using what as a tool you're saying uh oh gosh so you were, you were saying uh, that uh that world reserve assets yeah the underpinnings for any given currency as of today us treasuries and gold are the two biggest examples underpinning the us currency underpinning any given currency oh. i don't know what underpinning means uh the the layer from which the currency extracts its value God damn it, Preston. <laughs> um, so I, guess, I mean, like, there's just like a market for everything, though, right? Like, like, just everything is just kind of like binary and tradable. Yeah, yeah. There's a market for everything, and you can see Bitcoin swallowing all of them at an exponential speed. So, like, given that trajectory, and given that we're all bad at figuring out how fast exponential things actually happen. Yeah. I think it's a given that this replaces the current uh, world reserve assets inside my lifetime. Just like the internet replaced and digitized so many uh, brick and mortar businesses like newspapers, right? You're going to see the same thing happen with Bitcoin digitizing and dematerializing money and world reserve assets. It's just going to happen fast. It's already happening faster than the adoption of the internet. You guys no. see people in your lives adopting it recently? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it. I've been uh, I've been chatting with a lot of people recently about Bitcoin and set up uh, set up one of my good friends who I've been talking to about it for a long time with some hardware wallets this past weekend. Usually, when that 
action starts picking up and people are asking you to help them get acquainted with Bitcoin, that's here comes the bull. Yeah, but like a lot of people started for me. A lot of people have Apple stock too. Yeah, but Apple stock is not on a uh, a trajectory to overtake treasuries or gold. Yeah, but like uh, if you compare Apple stock 10 years ago, like you would say like Apple stock would be like the biggest like stock out there. Yeah, but it will stay, the Apple guy will be saying stuff like that too. I right. know that it's not the same thing, but what I mean is like, just be, because like uh, something has a trajectory going up price wise, like it doesn't mean that it's gonna become like become like a base layer for pretty much everything economic wise, worldwide, like That's within exactly, fifty years. Exactly what it means when you're talking about a reserve asset, especially if it's growing at an at a exponential speed. Dude, we didn't even get to fucking 100K. I'm still fucking doing DSB <laughs> in my 13th year. What are you talking about? In 15 Start. years, we're going to become like, Started I don't buy it. Zero on a fucking mailing list with like 12 people. Ah, oh, goddammit. Actually, it didn't know. start how, in how long zero. Have talking about like this ETF stuff coming to fruition, right? Like ever since the Winklevoss started that, it's like this other big check mark of things that has been predicted for like forever right all those phases bitcoin will go through right people are still talking about but we're still not buying any coffee with it and it's too volatile yeah we know that's like the last step right but i mean i remember like memes it's not even that i haven't been around that long but those memes were created way before i came into bitcoin like 2012 2013 they already made these graphs of like bitcoin's path to a world reserve currency and everything I see is still like, okay, green check mark, green check mark. We're still headed on that path. It's still hard to see. We've still got a lot of phases and stuff to go through, but we're definitely trending in that direction, in my opinion. It's it's not like I don't believe in that path. We are in that path. What I'm what I'm objecting to is like a timeline. I think fifty years is like forty years, like too soon for that. I feel like. We're gonna be there in the so-called hybrid Bitcoinized world, as we like to say, like in a hundred fifty years. It's gradually then suddenly yellow. I mean, every fiat currency lasts about fifty years. It's not my opinion that it takes about that long. That's just what the history says. My my view is that I just don't know what the timeline is going to be. I just know we're heading yeah. in that direction. And I've become a little bit more bearish on the timeline just because of what happened this past cycle. I noticed that in myself. I'm like more conservative and people are calling for like a million in like this cycle next year or whatever. I'm, I'm just not buying it. But this stuff's uh, happening. Yeah, it couldn't happen. I'm there. still, I'm still open though. to it. I'm just not counting on it. It's like, um, if you go back, you know, last 10, 11 years, Bitcoin used to just be laughed out of every story, right? Every mainstream uh, headline was like Bitcoin's a joke, and it, the the talk shows would just make jokes about it, and um, it was just obviously like terrible. And it's changed so much, like in the last ten years. Like, um, it's it's happening fast. It's not fast enough for my liking, but it's happening fast. And I, I like Greg's point about the exponentials. Like now, change is happening faster than before. I think. 
the best or I've seen about the the current position we're in with Bitcoin with regards to world reserve asset status is that it's a chess match, you know, between two grandmasters and they both of them know the game's already over, right? They already know one of these players is one. Bitcoin is one. At this point, we're just making moves until the end of the game. So you're going to see just more and more nonsensical moves from the fiat world as it tries to stop you know the ascent of bitcoin and hammer time hammer time um i i thought it was really interesting that uh that fidelity in canada you know that they're adding one to three percent uh, of bitcoin allocation in their all-in fund or whatever that's just like a few weeks after this these etfs were approved right how long have we been talking about if you know Wall Street just allocates one or three percent? Okay, it's just this small thing in Canada, but it's already happening there, you know. So yeah, I don't know. It I agree with you, Greg. You know, we've already won, but I think a lot of people don't see that yet. <laughs> so in that sense, people making moves, they're not necessarily making those moves yet under that presumption. All right. So yeah. I was impressed with uh the Aqua wallet just being like a, a really nice UI, you know, and maybe it supports things I don't like, but I, I, I think that it, something like that being user-friendly and letting people kind of use Bitcoin when they don't know they're using Bitcoin, I, I think is um, really nice progress. Yeah. yeah, that's super fascinating. People using Bitcoin without them knowing it. Because arguably that's that's more from the technological and, and UI side of things. If, if you compare it to the internet, right? Like, if you're talking 1995 or whatever, and you're trying to imagine where the internet is going, it's it's on all these different levels, right? It's not only UI, it's also stuff being built on it and stuff. So it's probably mm -hmm. gonna be like an exponential from all different layers. And people using it without knowing it, I think those, those people buying that Fidelity's all-in super fund or whatever it is, they don't know they even hold Bitcoin. But I'll make the point that you know this stuff's super cool and I'm excited about it, but it doesn't need to even be there. All Bitcoin needs to do is not be uh, debased and you know uh, not be confiscated and, and allow me to just take my value with me. Like that's all it needs to do. But but that stuff's really cool and I think it'll add to the growth. I gotta, I gotta add something, something, okay? Because I remember the first conversation we had as a group, mean factory group. I remember the first call we had when we were doing the campaign. It was on Telegram. Was and that on Laser Eye campaign? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first call we ever did. And Not ever. everyone was like, everyone was like, oh yeah, we're going to 300K, man. Yeah, you 50, yeah. And I was like, guys, I'm like, I think like if we get like a hundred k, bro, you fucking bear, you're such a bear. We still do actually, Sean. We Sean still with that bear icon. <laughs> what I wanted to say, and it's not about price. Like I know we're talking about adoption and all that, and like okay, but like in my experience, Bitcoin is a struggle every fucking day. <laughs> it's a fucking it's a battle it's a battle dude it's a battle with yourself it's a battle with others it's a battle with the hackers it's a battle with the with the memers and the influencers it's a it's a, it's a battle 
with fucking banks, governments. It's a battle about everything and nothing. So I don't know if it's going to be that easy. Like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like, because that, that kind of like uh, hope, like that path we talk about, even though I do believe it, I know that it's like an uphill. Like <laughs> you said exponentially, it's going to be exponential uphill. A number go uphill. <laughs> yeah, but it's not well, like... A, yeah, but like that's I not good. Like, like okay, if, this cycle, I'm saying in my lifetime, I assume I got another 40 years left, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying. I gave you 50, man, and I'm saying I don't see it. Rope, you got, you got, where's the jokes at, Rope? Come on, you can't let that slide by. Yellow, I think you're right, man. Like, we don't get enough credit for how hard this is. Like, if it was easy, like, everybody would be rich. And it's a personal battle with yourself to keep doing what you're doing. And it's like, you're at, like, you're conflicting with everybody else around you because you're just thinking differently from everybody. And obviously, the politicians and the corporations kind of want you to fail. So, yeah, it's always a battle. It's it's hard. I'm wondering if we can get Pedro's thoughts on all this. I haven't heard anything from him. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro, stop being bears, guys. For real, I, for, I like, forgot that. I, I, forgot I hear about you. That it's bit. a struggle. It's hard, but at the same time, it's. I don't feel like that at all. Like for me, it's been great. <laughs> I'm loving it. I I feel free. <laughs> uh, I'm confident in where Bitcoin's going. Maybe it didn't go as high as we expected it to be, but like the freedom it provides and the hope it provides for me, it's like I'm laughing my ass off. And I see all the struggle and 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 the fighting and. You know, like the fight against the system, but I mean, we're winning, so it's not. I mean, it would be a lot harder if we were losing right now, but I feel like we're winning. Winners, let's go. I feel I like want you're fucking I <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Marcus. Yeah, sometimes it's hard, but it seems like the majority of the time we have the tools to win against the central banks. Something that gold bugs never had. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> Lively up yourself and don't be a drag. What what does winning look like to you Lively guys? Up. Yeah, that, that's Where a great we question. We that's a great question. Because like if it's gonna if you're gonna win by price. And at the same time, uh, the 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 basic like um, abilities of Bitcoin are like uh, captured. Like, so what? Like, we did nothing. What's the point? Like, if it, what, if, what if basic it abilities are captured though? Yellow. What What are you so pessimistic about? Well, is Bitcoin captured. I don't I, think it is. Well. Um, we had a certain company that like set the the stage for all the plebs to normalize uh, the coming ETFs. The coming ETFs are now here, and they're gonna onboard like more people that has ever been born onboarded to Bitcoin. They're gonna use it uh, like a fucking stone. They they won't be able to hold and and do whatever they want like with their keys, they won't be able to use it like peer-to-peer. -peer. And it's going to be more normal to do that than be the crazy and the criminal. And what are you doing? It's not safe. Why are you using that? Like, why Why don't you buy that BlackRock thing? And then we're going to see titles in the news praising Bitcoin all of a sudden, but it's going to be their version. 
And we're going to be again in the margins, like using it once again, as we started it, like peer to peer between me and Craig, like buying potatoes from him and he buys yeah, from even, me. Like, even even in, in that scenario, right? And I kind of agree that we're going to see more and more of that, like even lightning. You know, I hear people saying like, um, you know, like 90% or more is going to be like custodial lightning. Maybe, maybe it will be, right? But as long as the underlying fundamentals of Bitcoin, 21 million, the simple stuff, right? TikTok next block, that is uncorruptible. Then sure, there's going to be like these, just like with FTX or big exchanges, there's going to be like fuckery going on. But as long as the underlying system is not compromised and nobody can corrupt that and make more Bitcoin, then for me, that's that's where it's headed. And I wanna, I I'm, I'm not pessimistic about that at all. I want to touch on your point about FTX because one of the things you know there's going to be fuckery when they integrate bitcoin into the system further and further but every time fuckery ensues bitcoin punishes that company look exactly. at what happened to celsius look at what happened to ftx like they all got caught out over their skis yep more leverage than the bitcoin they had to support it and they went Poof. right My base cases that we're finally going to see a big wall street and grayscale the same thing can happen right that's my base case that so that's going to happen. And there's not going to be a bailout <laughs> because you can't make more Bitcoin. You can't bail it out. Exactly. Right. Free and open yes. markets, as um, Preston likes to say. You think the ETF? Fuck around and find out. <laughs> All right. We are rapidly approaching our uh, our hard end here at 830. Um so want to make sure we uh, we go through the rounds. Uh, Rope, haven't heard a bunch from you today. So if you want to do your RD impression, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, sorry. I've been a little preoccupied. Uh, hello, Frio. It's RD here. Give me notes real quick, Mike. And here we go. All right, all right let's see. Uh, if the mean factory did exist, which we all know it doesn't, which one of us would you like? Which would you retweet? In which one of us would you mute? And for bonus points, which one of us would you zap? Oh gosh, um, I, I guess I'd like Becca. I'd retweet Yellow, and I, I gotta just give Yellow credit for that uh, uh, video he made about the technical analysis. Like that's the one I would retweet. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I would mute myself and I would zap. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't mute yourself. No, get on the meme factory. Factory? Uh, don't make me mute somebody. Just mute Greg. Nobody likes Greg. Fuck him. It's your easy answer. All right. Yeah. yeah fuck you, Greg. I'm going to mute you. There you go. What, what does zap mean? You give me money. That's what it means. Are you All on right. the rope? I'll, uh, I'll give rope money. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> like that. All right, well done. Well build done. my tunnels. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been awesome. I'm I've been a fan of all yours for a while. You you guys just don't know it. Um I think I think that we're more likely to win individually before society wins with Bitcoin. I, I think that if we can use it as a tool so we can take advantage of, you know, natural deflation. And and maybe escape debt slavery. Like to me, when I get to that point, that's a win, where I can say no <laughs> and do what I want. So I, that that's what I look at as like a winning point. 
All right. Well, I've got one last thing you can't say no to. Well, it's really going to come from Sean here. Something about a block height. Okay. Uh, Frida 2X, my man. Do you know what happens at block height 840,000? No, sir. <laughs> the having, the having every 210,000. Uh, I was going to guess that, but it's too easy. Come on. Uh, give me a softball. <laughs> Come on. You know that every 210,000 blocks, fourth having is coming up. And obviously, we're going to El Salvador to celebrate. Are you coming or are you? Oh, shit. Or are you? What well, is this, April? Not April. coming. April? Yeah. I might have to now that I know you. April 420. April 3rd through the 5th. I will get back to you on that, but I, I will definitely look into it. Excellent. Yeah. It'll be cool to see you all. Party is April 3rd through the 5th. All right, okay. Frida. Take a minute to uh, to show where people can find what exactly you're doing here. Uh, anything, the podcast, anything else? Give it up. Um, Elsie and I, uh, hopefully we'll get back to our show soon. It's the, uh, the Blue Collar Plebcast. There's two of them. You got to go to LC's <laughs> and uh, hopefully we're still doing that. I'm on this show and right now that's it, but I will be lurking in the shadows and, and watching. So I'll be around. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on this evening. Thank you for your time. Back Thank you, everybody. Hello. Rope. Thanks, Frito. Thanks, Frito. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you all. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Right, Pedro, do the thing. Do the thing, Pedro. <laughs>